Welcome to Canada's Property Management Podcast, your number one resource for investing, managing, and maximizing the value of your real estate assets. And now, here's your hosts, Carla Brown and Adrian Schultz, Canada's rental property experts. Hi, Adrian. Today, we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics. Let me guess, pets. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Animals. Pets. You've met George, right? You've met my dog. (laughs) (laughs) I was one of those uh, COVID pet people who ended up obtaining a new family member through COVID, and there are lots of them out there. So seriously, though, property management and pets. This is something that we encounter every day from inquiries that come upon us. And when we're talking to owners, they're often saying to us, I don't want pets in my property. What's your take on pets? Well, I think pets are wonderful things. And in the property management world, I think they're wonderful because they enable you to increase your revenue on your rental property. There's uh, rent premiums. There is the ability to collect additional security deposits. And uh, best of all, it can really lower your unit turnover because people with pets stay longer. Yeah. That's a really key point there. And and I can definitely vouch for that. When people have pets, when tenants of ours have pets, it's almost like the pets are their children. Uh, they are a family member, bottom line. And that pet knows where the door is. They know where that where they go outside. They know where the walk is in the neighborhood. And all of these things, they're going to be disrupting the pet to move. So it often has that retention level. And if you look for advertisements for pet-friendly properties, what do you find? Not a lot. Yeah. There's everyone is advertising no pets, no pets, no pets. And so when we talk to an investor, we say, you got to be open minded. Did you know, Adrian, that over 40% of Canadians own a pet? No, I, I didn't. I just have three kids and that's enough. <laughs> I'm going to get you a dog yet. Apparently it's coming. I, I've been warned. Yeah, for sure. I've been warned. We're, we're all highly allergetic, yet we seem to be getting a dog. Well, my dog is hypoallergenic. So it's, it's the perfect breed for you. So I can hook you up. What kind of dog is it? It is a Yorkie Poo. Non-shedding, hypoallergenic. Okay. It's made for you and the family. We're going to jump all over the place, but you said Yorkie Poo. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of Poo Prince, but there's actually a company that equips property managers with a tool that helps you control your dog's waste in the common area, lawns, etc. And once the pet is registered with poo prints, that's really what they're called. And then the landscapers find dog poop on the lawn that is then tested and they figure out whose pet it is. So there's ways that you can actually manage some of the negative aspects of pets uh, on your multifamily property. I, sorry, I went down the poop rabbit (laughs) hole, but let's continue. I did not know that. I did not know that. Very cool company. That's like a, like a genealogy and fingerprinting for dogs. Yeah, never um, never mind vaccine poop. passports. This is a poop passport. Yeah, exactly. Okay, interesting. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't have gone there, but seriously, people often come to us and they don't want pets at their property. We are really adamant about trying to explain to them the benefits of being open to pets. Now they may have a bad experience with a cat or a bad experience with a dog. Okay, well then just allow one or the other in the property. But as a rule, we do not see damage from pets. We really don't. You can overcome that by doing some regular inspections in your property if you're really worried about that. You could ask for pictures 
of the pets, um, better understand the age. You know, if you're getting a puppy or a kitten, you know, you want to be a little bit careful there, of course, because maybe their training isn't under control yet. But as a rule, I want to go back to that statistic where over 40% of Canadians have a pet. You're essentially excluding almost 40% of the potential renters into your property. So this is something that is really key for them to understand, to kind of just be open to it. And then I think we can kind of get over some of those hurdles. Now, the risks, right? That That's the number one thing that rental owners are concerned about is, you know, what will the pets do to my property? The reality is, what's your exposure? Some paint and flooring, once again, right? Like they're not drastic things. Yeah, exactly. And that goes back to what does your property look like to begin with? Do you have a rental proof type of property? So it is lower maintenance when things might happen. I've seen way more damage from properties I've taken over from adults and children than I have from pets. I'll be really honest there. I think pets just have a bad stigma. I will tell you that there are a lot of very well-behaved pets. And now the other interesting thing, uh, where I talked about the COVID pets and the fact that I have George the COVID dog, a lot of people are working from home and this is a trend that's going to continue. So as they're working from home, now they're really, the risk is even much lower because they're home with the pet. So they're letting the pet out throughout the day, which is where a lot of people get hung up is that if they're going to be leaving in the morning and not coming home till the end of the day, can this pet be left alone all day long by themselves? So the risk is much lower there as well. I'm hoping that we can get to the point where that no pets really isn't that much of an issue besides in maybe buildings, um, condos, apartments, sometimes that gets a little bit trickier because you do have such close neighbors and, you know, just like kids sometimes cry, dogs do bark. Uh, So, but the risk I feel is, is so low and you've really just opened your scope of who you can attract as tenants by allowing the pets. So for me, pets, allow the pets, Adrian. I'm with you. You know, so we've talked about on some level, some of the detractors to having pets. Let's talk about the benefits. What kind of, of revenue or income opportunities do you see with a rental property when pets are in fact allowed? Well, this is going to vary from province to province. So you do need to make sure that you understand the rules that you're that you're regulated by, depending on where you are in Canada from where you're listening to us today. But some provinces allow for a pet deposit. So that pet deposit is there. So if there happens to be any damage at move out, you can then uh, take that from there. Uh, some charge a monthly charge for pets. That's very common as well. So it's included in the rent, but it is an additional rental charge to have the pets. And that will cover some of that. And those are the the two most common ones that that we see, I guess. Have you seen anything else in your experience? Uh, No, those are for sure the ones. Something else that we do see, though, or that we have seen implemented is is a screening process, right? Just like you screen the applicant, Mm -hmm. you screen the pet. So you can ask, obviously, the, the prior landlord, you know, how was the pet? You can explain to the tenant if you have any specific pet policies with that rental And most importantly, just like you meet the tenant when you're showing them the unit, ask them to bring the pet along and meet the pet, right? 100%. There's there's value to that to get that full picture of the applicant and the tenant and really the person, the family that you're going to have a relationship with as a landlord with that tenant and and, and them with you. Yeah. There was something else that popped into my mind when you were talking about that, the pet screening. Yeah, there are actually companies out there more prevalent in the U.S. than in Canada yet, a pet screening company. So they actually log what has the history of this pet. So kind of like doing a landlord reference check, you can now do 
pet reference checks, which is that there's something to it, right? I haven't seen it active yet in Canada, but in the U.S. it's there. So it'll be moving up here, you know. Well, and especially with the growth of single family rentals, right? That's growing in Canada. It's already huge in the U.S., and all of the amenities and, and services to protect both the tenant and the landlord, the auxiliary services, such as the one you're describing, they are making their way up into Canada, just like we're seeing single-family rentals growing here. 100%. So I think we've covered off pets. Um, yeah, I, but we both agree. Bring your bring yeah. your furry friends, right? Bring your furry friends. I'll introduce you to George. I'm, I am going to introduce you to George and so that your family can hopefully get a sibling of George's in the near future, Adrian. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, George could be our very first guest. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's open to that. Now that's real property management. Thanks for listening to Canada's Property Management Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give us a rating, which will help us reach more listeners. Until next time, connect with us on social media and online at realpm.ca. Today's episode is brought to you by Century 21 Canada, the gold standard in real estate. Explore listings, find an agent, and get advice at www.c21.ca.